Fáilte isteach, gudzi ivir a caeb is a cúinte gan bite-sized Irish podcast. Yeah, welcome in to number 115 of the bite-sized Irish podcast. It's a special one. We're talking with Gabrielle from Bite-sized Irish and we'll be talking about yoga and learning Irish. Fáilte isteach. So Gabrielle, falta shock to him. Can I sit out too? Gamakar magat. Tasha untekul to Aaron Budgreal. It's lovely to have you here. So you're a member of the Bite Size team for a couple of years now, really, isn't it? I am. Yeah, nearly two years now. It's been a great adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. Um, you are your official title is community manager. Uh, it's funny how things kind of evolve over time like I was looking back on the podcast notes and back in I think it was episode 84 uh, there was a podcast episode about what if what if we had a community at Bites as Irish <laughs> and we have a community for Bites as Irish members Bites as Pubbles so you're uh, basically the the daily enabler of that private learning community so yeah it's been kind of cool hasn't it yeah it's been really great and even when I look back at how my role started I was more you know helping people over email and now it's, yeah. I talk to members every day and it's mm. fantastic you know we can answer their questions in almost real time I mean obviously there are time differences um but it's really it's amazing to be able to connect with members on such a personal level in their learning it's it's fantastic mm. and I'm glad we stuck with it because there was a few months where we, we were acting as if we had a community <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were posting every day uh, while we were working through the idea of how can we help people achieve Gaelge Gach and it's really nice that it, it's not something that just appears on its own it takes work every day but and the reason I asked you to come on today is um, not not only are you a bite-sized Irish community manager, but you're a yoga instructor too, aren't you? Yes, I am. I've been um, a yoga instructor for just over two years, so two and a half years. Yeah, cool. And it was kind of funny for me, so I was reading specifically a book called Mastery by Robert Greene and he's um I have a quote here from him he said um about language specifically right we learn a language by actually speaking it as much as possible not by reading books and absorbing theories the more we speak and practice the more fluent we become and that was part of what became our motto that we have at bite size Gaelga Gachla Irish every day and you pointed out that with yoga, there's there's a connection there with practice, right? There's the idea of you have a practice. It's something you do. Could you explain that, the idea? Yeah, so 
obviously we have our Gwega Gach law and in yoga, um, part of the philosophy is to practice yoga every day, but it's not always a case of doing the same thing every day. So when we think of yoga, um, the first thing you think of is the asana, the postures. So you go to yoga class and you do the postures, but that's not all it is. It's about um, being at, at one, I suppose, with your mind and with, your, with having your body and mind at one with each other. And I guess in yoga, we talk about practicing every day. So we might do our postures, but it's also a case of living it throughout the day. And really that ties in with our in the sense that you can do your 15 minutes or your half an hour every day. You set aside that time, but for the rest of the day, you're still thinking about it. So it's really important to touch base with your practice of Irish every day, just the same as it is to touch base with your yoga every day, even if it's only for a few minutes. It's setting aside that time so that it's always in your mind. Yeah, I I can definitely relate to that because I've tried, say, meditation before. Uh, Well, I do sometimes, like I did today. Um, And yoga, the same, I've been doing it regularly because the lockdown has really helped. There's online lessons, so I just to join a class every day which is really cool and you can just set aside that half an hour and then forget about it until the next day and you can feel that it's being kind of left aside yeah so yeah I can I can see the value there of making it part of the rest of your day too and we have seen it with learners right with bite size it's the people who make the Irish language like part of their day it's almost part of their identity isn't it yeah absolutely and you find I think you you can see this as like as a language learner and as a beginner yoga practitioner as well sometimes it does happen like that that you would do your 30 minutes or your hour of your yoga or your yoga in the morning and it might take a couple of years or a few months or I suppose there's no specific amount of time for it to um seep out into the rest of your day but eventually it will and Mm. the more fluent you get let's say in in Irish or the more practiced you are in your yoga the more it will seep out into the rest of your day it's really the the parallels are really they're really there (laughs) yeah another uh, parallel like I mentioned this to you last week that I feel like fundamentally with bite-size Irish the more we help people, the better it is. So this is different to selling chocolate bars. Like yeah. those are treats <laughs> and the more people eat them, the worse it is for them. So it's it's like a moderation thing. But I really believe like the more invested you become in your Irish language journey, like obviously I'm not talking about it takes over your life. Obviously I'm not talking about that. But that it becomes part of your life right and yoga seems to be the same that okay you can always overdo anything but if you are let's say making it part of your everyday you're better off for it right yeah absolutely and I think that for us as um facilitators in the bite-sized community 
the we see that the more that we help, the more people ask questions, and then the more we can actually, we, and we can actually help even more then as well. So it's really like it's it's it goes both ways, and it's like we bounce off our learners in that um community sense. It's really it's amazing to see, especially when um obviously our members are posting um questions and topics and chatting amongst themselves and having their own side groups and everything and we come back and go hey what's going on here I don't I don't remember this happening but they're doing it themselves and I think that's one of the most amazing things that we've seen in the community is everyone working together like it is yeah apart from enabling each other enabling each other so Mm. it's not just us facilitating anymore everyone is working together as a community yeah i'd love to hear from bite-sized public members so we'll put a link to the show notes when this is published uh we have some regulars that i'm sure might chime in right um there was a couple of other uh connections i saw with yoga but uh, gabriel i'm gonna ask you first though like to just to jump topics a little uh you're living in connemara yes <laughs> living the dream <laughs> <laughs> you were like you've made the Irish language part of your life it wasn't necessarily something you spoke when you're being when you were growing up was it no so I actually um I kind of like to tell this story because I hope that people find hope in it that's Mm -hmm. my my goal would be that um but when I started secondary school so obviously in Ireland we learn Irish from age four up until 18 but when I started secondary school so when I was 12 I was one of the most disruptive students in my Irish class now I would have been a very good student apart from that but in my Irish class I was really disruptive because I didn't know what was going on I was I I just could I didn't understand what the teacher was saying and I didn't really understand the importance of what I was learning I suppose and that summer I went to um the Gaeltacht so into a summer course in the Gaeltacht for three weeks and I learned Irish I suppose I learned conversational Irish for the first time and when I came back to school I understood everything the teacher was saying and it became my favorite subject and from there I started spending every summer in the Gaeltacht and I studied um studied Irish in university did my degree did a master's did a postgrad in journalism through Irish and felt like it was something that I really wanted to do but then at the time there weren't that many jobs in Ireland so I said right I'll go traveling <laughs> and uh, I went, ended up in Australia for seven years but while I was there I even taught some lessons uh, some Gwega lessons and it was actually teaching those lessons that made me realize that I wanted to move home to Ireland that I wanted Irish to be part of my daily life again and that I wanted to be a teacher so I did that two years ago and now and whatever happened in the universe things synchronized and when I started my university course to become a teacher um you hired me (laughs) so I get to even do uh the work that supported me all through my uh my college um as well and it's fantastic I absolutely love it I love teaching in schools but I also really find it so rewarding um working for bite size as well yeah it's that 
that's the when it comes down to it for me it's the same sense uh, uh, uh same rewarding sense sorry so when i see people connecting the dots and m- making it part of their everyday yeah. like that genuinely puts a smile on my face yeah uh, you made a, a point before that like uh when you're speaking Asquelga, you feel like you're maybe a, not a different person. That would be the wrong phrase, I think, but maybe a, maybe a closer connection or a different connection to who you are. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that is one thing that really sparked it when I was 13 as well, was this, um, when I was immersed in the language, I felt like I was really myself. So it's not that I don't think I live an authentic life when I'm speaking in English, but more that exactly we are more connected with our, like who we really are when we're speaking Asquelga because it's in our blood, it's in our ancestry. And I suppose that's one of the things that um, a lot of our learners are trying to find as well, because Obviously, so many of our learners are not from Ireland and um, they're from overseas. They might have distant Irish relatives and we're all trying to connect to that part of ourselves. And um, I really find that we can do that with Gaelga. And it's I, I feel really privileged that I can do that because I know a lot of people say, oh, I wish I could speak Irish, um, but I can. And I feel very grateful for that um I did put yeah. a lot of work into it but <laughs> well there you go yeah you hear in Ireland you hear a lot of regret I think I definitely hear that people saying oh I wish I learned Irish in school it's as if that it's as if they can't make Irish part of their day to day and yeah. of course they can but I know that the default is easier like me personally, I don't really read in Irish and I would be better off if I did read more in Irish, I think. But stuff I'm interested in are books basically written in English. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. So there was a couple of other connections with yoga. So it seems that I don't know, I haven't studied the the historical, theoretical part of it. So this is just stuff I've heard yeah. said on the side, but... Like, for example, in yoga, I've heard it said, start from where you are today. And for me, we had episode 83 before, and it's like, you're already good enough. (laughs) You don't need to be a different person to be learning Irish or making a part of your day. Like, this is it already. So, Gabriel, from the yoga perspective, like, how does it, how how is it formulated this idea of start from who you, where you are today or who you are today well if you're looking at it from a posture point of view so from like a physical practice point of view you always have to listen to your body and really um start your practice with what feels like it's going to work for you today so it's always and this comes with obviously it comes from years of practice or you know really tuning into who you are and what your yoga practice means to you because there are so many different you know styles of yoga different postures things like that and what I necessarily practice is not what someone else practices and I think it's all about not really um, and I think this will come up again later, but it's about not really comparing yourself to anyone else and listening to you oh, yeah. 
listening to yourself and and going with what you need so that's what I I always think of yoga as um what like when I start I'm like what do I need today so maybe I just need to you know stretch my back or my chest or my arms but I don't really want to I'm feeling a bit tired so I don't really want to stand up and do lots of really strengthening postures standing postures um and so that's what I'll do and it's the same with with Gaelga um where we can say well today I really do you know what I don't feel like doing all these grammar exercises um and I'm actually not at that level yet anyway so it's a case of not really pushing yourself to something that's not uh, that would be really hard for you to achieve today and building up to it rather than yeah. saying I'm going to start with the tissue going to duck today and I'm going to know it even though I've only been learning Irish for six months or you know that that sort of way so yeah. I'm not just gonna so as a beginner I suppose in yoga you're not just going to go right I'm going to do a headstand today even I've been practicing yoga for 10-11 years and most days I can't do a headstand so I'm not going to push myself to do that it actually took me an awful long time to get to that point I used to have um a lot of trouble doing a back bend so that's like a wheel where you I don't know how to explain it where you're basically uh upside down but your hands are behind your head and your feet are on the ground does that make sense uh, like a back yeah. bend on the ground um it took me years to do it because I was always following the instructions of the, of the teacher and my body just didn't do that. And so I stopped trying. And then, I don't know, three or four years later, I was in my back garden one morning um, and I did it. I thought, oh, my God, I've done it. And I think that that happens with Gaelga as well. Sometimes you're building up, building up, building up and <laughs> then something just clicks. Yeah. And it sounds all this sounds very like a similar point I've heard in yoga which is make it work for you yeah so I've heard it from instructors like they say well you have the option to do this but it depends on where you are today and you know drop your knee to the ground today if you can't do this full stretch it 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 comes down to where you are rather than where the instructor yeah, is that's exactly and that it. comes back isn't it to what you said about like it's what you need from it today yeah yeah that's exactly it and it's um not comparing yourself to anyone else that's one of the most important things because people learn at different rates it's the same as people's bodies are completely different you know we all learn languages at different rates I mean someone could I mean we have some people in the community who are picking things up so quickly and because they've learned other languages previously or they just have a flair for for languages and then other people it takes a bit longer um but it's always a case of really just going at your own pace exactly and and yeah just um figuring out where you are and what you need rather than and I think that's one of the things that we do quite well on Bite Size Pubble if I do say so myself is that we give a variety of different tasks and challenges and we are showing uh people that there are lots of different ways of learning so we're giving you know we're we're sharing links to videos and uh programs we also have text-based 
things that we ask people to read. We ask people to look inside themselves and figure out what they've learned. And mm. we're kind of, we, we, we're showing the different ways of learning. And I think it, it helps people of all different learning styles, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and and connecting those yeah. people too, isn't it? And it's the same with yoga. Like there are so many different styles, so many different postures, so many different ways that you can practice yoga. Um, and it's just about finding what works for you. Yeah, and about we're talking about learners, so that learning process. Yeah. Uh, a phrase was find stillness in the fire. Mm. So in yoga, if you're muscles are screaming at you okay don't hurt yourself but if you have to like breathe into a stretch and that helps you stay where you are yeah you're growing in that difficult bit too right so I don't know how much this applies to learning Irish like I I really don't like the idea of it being a chore and you like sitting down and studying something and you know, kind of forcing yourself to to pick up, you know, some concept or pattern. But there's a balance there somehow, isn't there? Like you have to feel challenged at some point, I think, don't you? Yeah, and it's in that challenge that you really learn. Um, you know, even as a school teacher, in my lessons, I have to you know, you could have 20 students, you have to cater and challenge the students who are not so confident in Gaelga and also the ones who are extremely confident and highly capable. It's always a case of challenging yourself or challenging the students um, to learn because it's within that that the growing really comes. And I think with the finding stillness in your fire, um, it could be that learners might be stuck on something in particular and not really able to understand or work through it because a lot of the time when we're learning another language we're trying to equate it to English as we learn and that can be really difficult because so much in Gaelga and other languages don't equate to English we can't directly translate them and sometimes maybe finding the stillness in the fire is working on something yourself for a while and then reaching out and asking a question. Oh, yeah. And then, then you might, even just by asking the question, you see new connections, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. happens. <laughs> and we were already talking about the idea of being a practitioner, but to link it back to bite size again, the whole premise of Gaelga Gach Law is moving from being a learner like I don't want people in bites to feel like they're learners I want them to move to feeling like they're practitioners and if you're a practitioner for long enough you could maybe at some point call yourself a speaker of Irish but so it's like focusing away from this idea of I want to be fluent like that's maybe not a very helpful goal I think I feel a lot of the time or most of the time it's more about becoming the practitioner of the Irish language, whatever that means for your life. And there's definitely that idea of the practitioner in yoga, isn't there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like looking at the... It's really interesting making these comparisons because it really is so similar. But in like Asgailga in particular, being like a practitioner of Gaelga and 
versus seeking fluency I find that concept really difficult especially as a learner because I did or as a I suppose I'd say I'm a Fowlamore as in I am a Gaelgore but I learned Irish mm-hmm. if you know what I mean um so I didn't grow up speaking Irish so I would always have had this you know a bit of a not a complex but always feeling like I was a little bit less than because I didn't grow up speaking Irish and I think that that's something that we can that I've noticed in yoga as well um because I wouldn't be the most uh like flexible or the most um athletic of people um but that doesn't mean I can't be good at yoga and Mm -hmm. the same sense that just because I didn't grow up speaking Irish doesn't mean that I can't be good in inverted commas <laughs> at speaking Irish and I think like with the yeah with regards to the fluency I was actually speaking to uh, um, someone who was taking the Irish for beginners course the other day and they were saying that they'd love to be fluent but they don't think they'll achieve that but they do want to be good at having basic conversation and I just replied and I said well maybe that's your fluency that's what you can you know if you're if your goal is to be um, uh, capable to have a basic conversation, maybe that's what you can call your being fluent in inverted commas. I think it's always about finding where we are and what works for you. But with regards then being a practitioner of, I think I've gone completely off topic. But with regards to then being a practitioner, obviously, um, we were saying about making time for it. And then also it becomes part of your daily life. And I think that's one of the things that I can we can really see on Pubble with our members because they're doing different things now. You know, we have um, Garnet making videos to teach people who speak Spanish Irish and he's only like he's a, a new practitioner to Gaelga himself and now he's yeah, teaching people through Spanish it's fantastic it's and yeah. it's just like these sorts of things where you see that even after just a few months Gaelga is becoming part of their lives like daily lives we have members logging in every day to Pubble to check in with the Irish language they're practitioners now it's the same with it's the same with yoga you know maybe you only do a few stretches in the morning because you don't have time to do your hour-long class but that doesn't mean you're any less of a practitioner than someone who does an hour and 30 minutes of an Ashtanga yoga practice in India yeah you're already good enough isn't it yeah that's it you're starting where you are and you're building on that and you're not comparing yourself to anyone else you just have to um yeah just do what works for you yeah I think this message I suspect will be like a relief to a lot of people listening um I hope they find encouragement um definitely um from these kind of connections that we've gone through and I'd love if people joined in as well like you can record a question or a comment for the podcast you go to bitesize.irish go to more menu and click podcast and there's a button to record your own question or indeed you can come to the show notes as well and leave a comment 
Um, so it'd be interesting to see what other connections people make in their own practice with the Irish language. So, Gabriel, speaking about listener questions, there's one from Kieran. So we'll play it now. Do you go to Owen Kieran is sending them? Tommy McConey a Gurkig. August Um, I was just wondering what your opinion is on the role of the GAA and other organisations like that in terms of promoting the Irish language. Do you think they do enough, or is there more they could do? And then, secondly, I was also wondering if you know of any TV programs or anything like that that would be useful to improve my Irish. Myself and my girlfriend have been watching Sp- SpongeBob SquarePants and a couple of other things recently on TG Car, but anything else would be quite helpful. Thanks very much. Sloan. That was um, good and courageous of you to record your questions. And it's not always we get um, questions from Ireland. So that was lovely in its own right. So, Gabriel, like um, Kieran's question or comment about the GAA. So this is so to, just to put it in context, um, we have Gaelic football. We've got hurling. Those are two field sports that are quite big normally in Ireland. And the managing organization is the Gaelic Athletic Association, GAA. Or in Irish, it's common Lucas Gael. And there's definitely Irish as part of their ethos um it's kind of a a cultural supporting organization in its from its very foundations so you see like signs written in irish you get some like uh, announcements on speakers in irish and there's kind of the stereotypical speech of the winning team like but gabriel what do you think like Kieran's question was do they do enough could they do more like for you where does the GA fit into the Irish language world in Ireland just from your own personal perspective well the first thing that comes to mind for me is that there are some I know in Galway City and there's definitely in Dublin there are GAA clubs that are functioning entirely through Irish so their names I think it's Nagel Oga I think that's in Dublin and then there's one in Galway as well but I can't remember the name I can we can put it in the show notes I suppose um and they function into like I said they're entirely through Irish I know that there are um competitions the GAA competitions just for the Gaeltacht teams are the Irish language speaking teams. So obviously this, the teams in the Gaeltacht would speak Irish. But re- with regards, like, let's say a normal GAA club in the Midlands, I don't know how much of a connection there actually really is. Or if there is, like, that's just, this is just from my personal experience. I'm not, like, I have never been massive in the GAA myself. It would just be from my nephews or from friends. Um, But I never really saw the the connection apart from those, um, those ones where, like, I, I know that the, let's say the Irish language community would have a, a GAA um. Uh, club specifically yeah. for themselves in Galway and in yeah. Dublin but one thing that I find interesting is when I was teaching in or that I found interesting sorry was that I when I was teaching in on Sidale in um 
the Connemara Gaeltacht uh, last year, um, I asked some of the first year students yeah. what it was like to play other schools, to know when they were playing camogie mm-hmm. or or football um, against other schools. And they said, it's great because they don't understand what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was really funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's excellent. And yeah, from my perspective, like we have local training, like my kids have gone to training a bit and it would be strange if I like went up to one of the coaches and like tried to speak a squelga with him, like, it would be against the social norms. So it's, yeah, it's definitely not part of like a fundamental fabric in that kind of day-to-day running of the GA. But look, they definitely take the Irish language um, as part of the organisation. Could they do more? Yeah, sure, they could do more, maybe be more mindful (laughs) of what they would do and make it a realer part of like uh, the day-to-day running because the GA is really a local organization, isn't it? It comes down to the local parish, the local village. And how could the Irish language maybe make part of that practice that, you know, they're doing training or whatever. Would people be open to it? I don't know. That's, that goes beyond our scope here, but interesting one. And Gabrielle, the second one, second question from Kieran was about TG Cars, the SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I find it very funny, actually. It always makes me laugh. Um, I don't know, has anything passed your radar lately? But um, on Bite Size Bubble, there was um, a talk about Unclandike, and it's a high production uh, series. Uh, from TG Cahar, I think a couple of years ago. It's like a Wild West um, series, which uh, I, there was a lot of Irish. I think there's a mix actually with English and Irish. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's basically featuring Irish speaking immigrants in the Wild West. So I found that interesting. And there's always subtitles. Um, Gabrielle, anything you would point out there? Yeah, well, there are a few, actually, a few new documentaries, but just on Klondike, um, that was actually filmed really close to where I live. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and they did some of the, there are some mining shots and they were filmed in the Glengowla Mines outside Uchtarard. Um, ah. so it wasn't actually filmed in the Wild West it was filmed here in Connemara <laughs> yeah. um, but I think there are actually a lot of different documentaries that are on the TG Cahar player that are really really good so I watched one um, and I actually shared it on Pubble as well a few weeks ago and it was about um, guide dogs or um, I think they're like medicine dogs I'm not sure exactly how you'd um what the phrase is Osperla but it was uh Madri Leish and um about the different uh functions that they have so they're helping people who are blind but also children who um autistic children and different um the different things that those dogs do and it was half in English half in Irish and it was fantastic it was so good the subtitles were brilliant um there was also a really good show recently by Kieran E. A. Um and it was uh I think it was Gwelga it was uh 
it was about Gaelga outside the Gaeltacht. I can't remember the name of it now, yeah. um, but it was fantastic. Um, so I think really going into the fashionate or the documentary tab on the TG Car Player, they all have subtitles and they are, some of them are fantastic. I find there is some really, really great documentaries made by Irish yeah. um, production companies Um Australia, because I suppose there is a specific fund for the Irish language documentaries, but they do it so well. I wouldn't necessarily sit down and watch a documentary as Asperla in English, but uh, there are so yeah. many on the TG Gar player that I would definitely watch. Yeah, and the production quality, like you said, it's always been very high on TG Gar. Like I remember Hector yeah. going off on his travels around the world; he was like the cool kid on TG Gar. Yeah. I don't know. 15 years ago now I don't know um but yeah it's always great to watch and I saw some criticism lately of TG Cahar featuring a bit too much English in some people's opinion but yeah look if it's a mix that's maybe more representative of even Gaeltacht life as well so who are we to kind of judge there but right um last bit Gabrielle Yes. On Bite Size Pubble, um, just to call out a couple of things we're doing and a couple of new members. So on Bite Size Pubble, just to off the top of my head, you do a word of the week where people can incorporate that word into like sentences that they write yeah. as simple or as complex as they want. So writing practice. There is live forum chats, so not necessarily in Irish, but it's basically people come to the forum at a certain time and it's a way for us to chat, cugger mugger, get to know each other a little bit. And we always have like starter questions and the forum software makes that really nice to do. There is Bite Size Bio, um, regular, their weekly um, conversation practice sessions at Siobhan our third uh, bite-sized staff member um, does and so which is really nice because it's scripted so you don't have to have conversation at the tip of your tongue you can follow the the conversation and read it out and everybody can join in and we like mix around the roles so you get to say different parts of the script so that kind of formal bit has actually worked quite well. And you've got your doof line, your challenges that you post um, pretty much every day, uh, different themes every day. And we've been doing lesson walkthroughs. So we record a video going through a, a lesson in Bite Size Coursey, our online lessons, and post it there. And we make that public too. But the nice thing in, in Pubble is people can post their learnings and questions and discuss the the lesson and they can indeed take the lesson because they're members so there's a good bit going on Gabrielle isn't yeah. there yeah there really is and just to add to the Fuckle as well so mm. right there um so we the members nominate words so they give their suggestions every uh every week and then on a Monday I pick a word from what they've suggested and then they write there, they might write a sentence or five sentences or a paragraph. And then I always correct it as well. So that's something that I think people don't generally get other places. And they, they seem to be finding it really um, 
really beneficial and I've been seeing like uh, in particular this week um, some of one of our members um, one of our members sorry has been using um, the Tishil Ginnaduk very frequently and the Tishil Ginnaduk is not I'm not going to say it's difficult but it can be hard to get your head around <laughs> um, because especially when you're putting a few words together and um, you don't know how many on ons to put in so how many definite articles or whatever and I've just seen that this member has really got it um this week and I was very happy to see that so you can really see a progression in the Fuklan of Shachtana as well which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely yeah and we should say fall to stock some of our newest members on the grow plan so if you're on the bite size grow membership plan you have access to bite size public uh, Russell posted because he's uh, planning to move to Ireland soon uh, with his family. Yeah, he was emailing me and then became a member. So it was really nice to see him being part of that. There's uh, William who posted um, quite a sad story, um, but he's got a real connection with Connemara and uh, the Irish language from that. Very interested in golfing. Um, and he's planning to spend more time in Connemara. And there's Aaron who joined in um, April, so a couple of months ago, but I've been kind of continuing a conversation with her on Bite Size Public. And I wanted to read out uh, a little bit that she wrote. So she said, I might never have gotten this far if I hadn't accidentally found Bite Size. I think I came across it when I was looking for Irish podcasts. I listened to a few podcasts and then looked up the site and thought, why not? The bite-sized chunks and learning philosophy made Irish seem uh, less intimidating and more approachable, which I guess was the point, so thanks. I am certainly enjoying Irish in a way I never really did with French. I feel like I should, should study French, but I get to study Irish. It makes all the difference, isn't that class? That's absolutely brilliant. I love that. So good. It just shows you how it's become, I suppose, especially in Pubble, it's become part of her life. You know, that she it, wants to do it. She really like looks forward to doing it. I love it. Yeah, it's excellent. And like we can't take all the credit there. Like no. <laughs> Aaron, you're, you're putting in the work there, Aaron. So well done. Like it's it's just fantastic. And uh, I think we all feel honoured on our side to have members like this in Bite Size Bubble. It's been um, very satisfying. Yeah, no, it is. And just like listening to Erin there, it's it. You can really see the difference in her mindset towards learning French and towards learning Irish. And Hmm. I remember, like earlier in the episode, you mentioned about like some Irish people having that regret um, that they don't know how to speak and it is sometimes it is just about that mindset shift and we have that in yoga as well sometimes you have a fear of something and you can't get your head around it but if you just like pivot a little bit and look at it in a slightly different way you can achieve it and yeah that's so powerful with them with learning Gaelga as well wow Excellent. Well, I really enjoyed uh, these connections and learning from you from the yoga side, um, especially, Gabrielle. So, Gurumila Mahagut for joining the podcast oh, today. Gurumila Mahagut, thanks a million for the invitation. So, um, 
We love uh, recorded questions on the podcast. So you go to bitesize.irish, go to more and then podcast, and there's a big button to ask your question. And as I always say, the more philosophical, the better. Um, but like we have to do a shout out on how to be a member of Bite Size Pubble because, you know, it would be unfair if we didn't do that, Gabriel. <laughs> so you go to www.bitesize.irish and there's a memberships section if you're logged out. You click that and you go to the Grow membership plan. There's a simpler plan as well where you can access online lessons, but like that's how Bites as Irish always was. It was like learning on your own. And we realized really a year ago that that's not our real role. It's not our primary role. Our primary role is to like motivate and connect people and empower them. And that's what Bites as Pubble is. So if you sign up for the Grow membership, you can try it for a month. Why not? Like it's not going to hurt much to try. So we hope that if you do become a member there, come into Bites as Pubble and post in the Faltestach, the start here section, where we ask every new person to just introduce themselves and so we can get to know them just that little bit. So there you go, Gabriel Garmina Mahagut again. Uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Gurmagat on Bihla Ola Nagat. Augustusa Togamogate. <laughs>